Welcome to the Rough Road Podcast. I'm your host, Lee Steele. Today, I am joined by my father, Lindsay Steele, and my aunt, uh, Pat Hickman. So, tell us a little bit about yourself, each of you. Why don't you start, Dad? Tell me, tell, tell you a little about myself. The, our listeners, my listeners, yeah. Well. Grew up in a little town called Delta. I was born <clears throat> August 21st, 1934, and uh, San Juan Capistrano. I, my mother remarried, and so I went by the name of Roundy in school, and I you went by my middle name because I couldn't spell my first name, and so I'd, my middle name was Stanley, and that was my also my mother's brother's name, and my real name was Lindsay, which was my grandfather's name, my mother's father. And you found out that your last name wasn't Roundy when you joined the military, Yeah, correct? when I was walking down the street one day when I was going to be called in the in the service, and some person come up to me and says, you better find out what your name is. And I said, what do I mean? I know my name. And he says, you better check, because if you don't, you'll be serving twice in the military. And so I checked and found out I had to write to California where I was born and get my birth certificate and found out that my name was Lindsay Steele. Steele. Right. So, nice. <laughs> so, uh, what about you, Pat? So you're my dad's brother. Sister, I mean, my, I mean, my dad is your brother. That's what I meant. That's to say. right. You're my dad's sister. Yeah, you guys. Uh, he's older than me. Just by a little bit, right? By like twenty years or something. How old are you? Older. He's born in thirty-four. You were born after that, so thirty-seven. Yeah, there. You're the same age as my mother. Mm-hmm. So that's three years. Yeah, and I was born in San Juan Capistrano on a orange ranch. So was I. I know you were there. <laughs> <laughs> And then, how long? How long were you there before you moved back to back home to Delta? Do you remember? I was two years old when they put me on the train and shipped me back to Delta with your mother. Yeah. Your, yeah. Well, Aid took me, brought me to the train, Aide. and my mother got on the train, and she and I can remember this. <clears throat> he handed me up to her, and she was standing in the steps of the. Of the train car. Right. And then we went and sat down and. And that's all I you got remember? Delta. It was cold. It was below zero. It must have been January. And mom, we had a uh, <coughs> buggy that she put me in, wrapped me in a blanket, and rode clear out to Sutherland where grandpa was where my grandpa was her mother, her father and the time we got out there my feet were froze you got frostbite on them they were froze they had, to, they had to put them in cold water they wouldn't let me put them in hot water because that hurt like crazy put them in cold water and it felt warm right until they got th- thought out a bit and then they Set me in front of the fireplace until I warmed up. But it, the frostbitten so bad that 
every time it clouded up or every time it got cold, my feet were cold. And to this day, when you take your Still, socks off, they're literally ice blocks. Yep. It's, it's miserable. He tortures us with them sometimes. So, Pat, do you remember? Do you remember how long you were when you came back to Delta from the Orange? Um, we didn't come to Delta. We came to Oak City. Oak City, yeah, that's. We lived there for till I started school. How How old were you when you came back to Oak City? Gee, I don't know. You were born there. It was before you started school, though, correct? No. I started in the grade school. Pretty. I don't remember when. Then we moved to Delta from Oak City. Yeah, when they moved up to Oak City, I uh, wanted to go stay with Q. Your brother, your other brother. So I, so I went up to. They took me up to Oak City for the summer, and I lived with Q. And so we were was in the same bedroom, and I. Remember, we'd get to playing and laughing and just having fun. Twilight holler at us and told us we would shut up and go to sleep. And, and we didn't do it, and pretty soon she come in with a egg turner, <laughs> spatula. And I thought, man, we're in trouble now. And she got it, but she didn't give it to me because she figured I wasn't hers. <laughs> so a little background um Aid is my dad's father. Twyla is his step aunt. A- aunt, stepmom, and your mother is my is, aunt, is my is Twyla's sister. Twyla's sister, right. yeah. So it's a it's a big a big Makes mess. Sense. Yeah, it's a big big mess uh, when it comes to that. But <clears throat> just so you know who Twyla is. So let's talk about the the reason I wanted to have you guys on tonight is I wanted to talk about some stories from your childhood. So it might scare you. It might. <laughs> and it might entertain us too. Well probably. It, I'm sure it will. All the stories I've heard, it's all entertaining. Well I remember when Q got stung by a scorpion just a half a block away there was a drain. In Delta, right? Yeah. Okay. And we and he was, we were on the drain, of course, it had big banks, and he was down there playing, crawling along the banks and throwing clods down in the drain in the water. And uh, and the scorpion come up out of the hole in the bank, crawled up on Q's knee and stung him. And, man, his knee swelled up, and we thought we was going to have to cut his leg off. <laughs> Now, Q, Q's the one that's closest to your age, correct? Yeah. I was I was older. 10 months older than Charlene, and two years older than Q. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you mean Kona? Who's Charlene? Kona was t- uh, two years older than me. Charlene is his cousin. His cousin, okay. Donald's sister. Donald's. Oh, okay. Gavin's sister. Okay. Charlene was Donald's uh, sister. Gotcha. She was my age. Okay. In fact, we got baptized together. Gotcha. Yeah, mom never 
she wanted to get me baptized but never could and hers and so one day Aunt Donna was over to our house and she was saying that she was t taking May down to the first ward and getting her baptized and the baptismal font was down in the basement of the first ward, old first ward building that was on Main Street across the street from the from the high school and uh, so when Aunt Donna was telling Mom that, Mom, Mom says, well, Juan, come get Lindsay and take him too. And so May come and got me and took and went to the first ward. And we went down in the basement of that first ward building. And there was a little light about that big round and out in the middle of the room. There's a great big room in the basement. Right. And there's a baptismal font there. And we went down there, and that was scary for me, going down, down that basement and getting dunked. Did you ever go to that? Were you ever in that uh, building, Pat? You never went to that one? Mm -mm. No. It was a wooden building, and it had steps all water, seven or eight steps up to the door to the front. And you go in the building, and, of course, there's all those bleachers or benches that you... For the yeah, the pews. Met. But you go, but when you go in the in the side door, there was, went downstairs, and the classrooms were downstairs, and halfway down in them steps was the baptismal font. Mm -hmm. Was that hmm. the one that was on Main Street? Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I used to go to. We used to go to that ward. Yes. So. Did you find first, it scary? It was the old first ward. No. Yeah. The old first ward. I remember we used to have Christmas. Uh, parties there at Christmas time and they'd have Santa Claus come and, and we'd have fun. I, swear, I think that's where I got baptized and blessed too. Well, not blessed. You were in California for that. I was. When you were born? Yeah, yeah I mean... Oh, you mean uh, after your baptism? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Confirmed. Confirmed, yeah. yeah. No. What what's the question? I, no, <laughs> it's not a question. <laughs> so, uh, <clears throat> what were some of the things you guys used to do as kids to entertain yourself? Well, we used to climb trees, break off the branches, and jump out of trees, play with pocket knives, and we have a game we play on the, in the grass, and whoever gets this hits that point we get points and points and points and and uh don't you remember that stick yeah i remember getting a knife stuck in my boot my, my shoe right? <laughs> and the knife lay well between my big toe and the next toe to it didn't get didn't draw any blood but boy it took me right to the ground <laughs> what did we what did we call it that game mumble pig mumble pig yeah <laughs> and that's why we weren't allowed to play with knives <laughs> Yeah, and Lindsay always had a pocket knife in his pocket. I still do. <laughs> <laughs> he'd always come over with firecrackers, and we'd have seen firecrackers, and he'd always explode in firecrackers and keep yeah, us entertained. When, when I was working for a guy, I decided I wanted to, wanted to buy some firecrackers. And so, and they were illegal, but I... You could get on it, get a, uh, the 
what's that company that we buy through? Sears? <laughs> I don't know. No, it was a it was a firecracker company. So, did you? We went to we went company? to John Steer. Uh, <clears throat> it was a uh, steel that li lived uh, uh, in town there, and I. He's a relative, but I don't remember what it was. Mm -hmm. You had the address. But we went to him, and <clears throat> and he sold us firecrackers. He'd order them in, and then I got the got the order from him, or I found out where to get them. And I remember when I got my first big check, I <laughs> I went to uh, ordered them through the wasn't the post office because you couldn't ship them through the post office. But you had to, you had to uh, go through the. Down the back, I'm trying to dry out the rug. I'll be right back. We had to go through the. Not the post office. No, we don't go through the post office. What's the other thing that ships? UPS, FedEx. FedEx. We had to go through FedEx, and so I made up an order and they didn't check it and they, and I had, I had them mail it directly to me $25 and I got a box so that big firecrackers and bought, uh, what's them bottle rockets no that <coughs> cherry bombs cherry, cherry bombs. bombs right yeah I used to go when they had an open air swimming pool in town had their glasses on the big glass on the side. Right. I used to go by that, go by that when the kids are swimming and throw that over and, and light into and them cherry bombs. They light in the water and they could sink clear to the bottom right. before they exploded. <laughs> Kona was the lifeguard, so I figured I was pretty safe. Kona's your sister. Were you safe? Huh? Were you safe? Yeah. Yeah. She didn't. She didn't get they, you in trouble. They, they you know who did it. <laughs> well, I was always substituting for her when she wanted a day off. She'd have me uh, be the lifeguard because I had a, my life saving right. certificate. John, well, I know you know you know he come down from the Red Cross. He come down and t taught us all. Those fancy dives, huh? All those fancy dives. No, this guy coming. Taught you life-saving. Taught, oh, taught life us life-saving. Yeah, I took the life-saving class, too. John Cross. Mm. Come down, he was, work, he was working with the Red Cross, and so he come down and taught us all how to swim. That's funny. His last name's Cross, and, and he worked took, for the Red Cross. And then, we took, <laughs> then he took us out to the boat docks and taught us how to gunle a canoe. Mm. So we had to take that canoe out in the middle of the reservoir, and submerge it, but of course it was made out of wood, so it would float. But you had to fill it full. You'd yeah, you have to get the water so it's all the way full, right? So it's all the way full, and then we'd have to climb in the boat and get up on the gunnels, which is the sides. Yeah. At the end, and start jumping up and down, and and uh, and the so the water splash out one right. side. Until it got empty, then we'd take our hands and paddle into the sh paddle of the. Back. But they t they taught you CPR and all that also, right? Yeah, they taught us 
CPR and how to life-save and cross-arm carry when you're life-saving somebody. Right. Chin teal to get them to stop fighting so they won't drown you if they get a... Right. Yeah, when you approached a drowning person that would beat in the water, you didn't come up to face him. We'd come up behind him. You'd right. get almost to him, and he was trying to get a hold of you, and you'd go underwater and go around behind him or go around the water and grab him by the legs here and turn him around and then hand walk up his body and then reach over his shoulder and give him chin tilt and start paddling with one hand. And Holding him. his head up so that and then he calms he down. Move and realize he was safe, he'd stop fighting. We'd bring him in. But, that, but if you, if you faced, come unto him and you faced, faced him and he got a hold, got a hold of you, you didn't try and break the spree. You take a big breath and sink. And when he felt him singing, he let go of you. And when he did, you grab his legs and turn him around and walk up him. And do it all over again? Do it all over to save their lives. Did you ever have to use any of that, either of you? We never saved anybody. But I, you let them all drown. That's nice. <laughs> no. <laughs> you never had to. You never saw anybody drowning that you yeah, needed to use it on. Phil, Phil Rawlingson was just a super diver. He could do any kind of a dive you could think of off the low diving board. Right. Do jackknives and swans and all kinds of stuff. And so I couldn't do it, but I'd try and imitate it. And so they had they had a water show there. Arjana was running the Arjana Decker was running the the swimming pool. Swim pool. And so I told her I'd be the I told her I'd be the clown in the swim uh, in there, and so I was doing clown dives. And so whatever anybody do, I would mimic it only in the clown fashion. Yeah, when they, when they said Phil would get up there and do a, do a jackknife, and I'd get up there and. Had a, uh, thing and I'd announce that I'm going to do a, a rusty, rusty jackknife jack and I'd right. spring off the board and bend over and get my ankle and hang on and go in with my because it didn't open and clear up right because so it it's rusty yeah rusty jackknife and a dead swan that was my favorite my and favorite I, was always watching you fall off the diving board side huh? both sides of the diving board and then off the end yeah well that was I would go, go and get up there and I'd say well that kind of out of line I don't want to fall off so I'd get up there and wiggle the diving board and say now it's straight I'll go off in and, and I'd run out and jump up and one foot and miss the diving board on the one side and I'd fall off that and so I'd get up and go on the other side and wiggle it and say I'll now I can go off the board because I've got it straight and then I'd fall off the other side and then, <laughs> so I was a clown diver I remember the and swimmer Jenna had a her wasn't our Jana. Anyway, who was a Kona, I Kona. guess. Kona. She had she had a <clears throat> show. Yeah, she she was demonstrating strokes. Mm -hmm. Had somebody come in to demonstrate strokes. And so because I was a clown, he got in to demonstrate the different strokes and so he got in to do the crawl. And we and we didn't dive in. He just got in and so he started doing the crawl, 
and I was right side of him, and I'd start swimming like I was swimming, but I was going backwards. <laughs> my legs were kicking, and I was swimming, and I was going backwards right side of him. He was going this way and facing that way, and I was facing this way and keeping up with him. <laughs> going backwards, and he got so mad that he got up and left. He wouldn't even stay there. <laughs> he thought I'd making fun of him. <laughs> you guys didn't always swim in a pool. You, I, I know you told me stories about swimming in the canal that you'd get in trouble doing that. Well, Lindsay knew every deep pond and place to swim. So well, we, we went to, when, to the canal, when the canal was empty. We'd go along and check, see where the kids break the bottles, and we'd stay away from those places. We'd go places where they was out, you know, quite a ways between people to, right. to break bottles. Along close to the road or a bridge or something, you didn't swim there because you, well, we did did once and Don split his foot open from heel to toe. <laughs> <laughs> stepped on a bottle that was just broken, sticking up, and mm. he stepped on it. And <laughs> we weren't smart enough to wear shoes in there. Well, we oh. didn't. Shoes no, no. are delicate. We only had one pair. Last us a year. You didn't do that. You can wear them in the water. <laughs> yeah, he went. I remember we always had shoes to go swimming in the flumes. You always made us wear well, shoes. Yeah, because they held bullet holes in that plume, and then in the metal. And they were sharp, right? And you'd go down there, man. You'd get your foot, feet cut up. I just figured good. you'd have an old pair of shoes that you'd wear in the canal, but you weren't supposed to be swimming in it anyway, right? Yeah. Get in trouble. Twilight get mad at you. Yeah, we went down. From the house, we went through the brush patch and over, over where the canal is, coming down. Straight east. And so we, there's I and Donald and Q. And so we walked down in the middle, halfway between the two roads across the canal. And I said, this is right in the middle. There won't be many bottles broke here. This is our swimming hole. So we named it at the ARG hole. <laughs> <laughs> and we'd go out there and swim in it, and uh, and every time we'd go out, Twilight's saying, "You kids, stay out of the canal." Okay, okay. And so we got out of the canal. So we go go out there and go swimming. And I says, "We get home and Twilight say, you 'You've been swimming.'" She'd get her swiddle, willow out. She had a willow that she cut, a tamarack that she cut. She always had it hanging on the deer horns. And them things burn when they... <laughs> and they don't break. <laughs> <laughs> Ever. <laughs> she never did hit me with it, but boy, when we'd come home and, and we'd been swimming, she'd take cue and really give him a licking. Why, why did she never hit you with it? Because I wasn't hers, I guess. I, that's all I could figure out. I figured the cue and us would probably give to it, but he was and probably... Q was always him. getting into trouble anyway, so he... <laughs> So he got the blame. So Pat, what was what was that like um, with uh, the situation with my dad? At what point did you guys realize that he was not th th how he came about? Like they knew it he, all the time. Did, did you know it all the time? Was From brother, yeah. But you you knew that everything. So the, you knew that he was, was obviously his mom was. You knew that you knew that his mom was not Twyla, obviously. Yeah. Like that was common knowledge. Oh yeah, yeah. And you knew that you knew the aide was his dad. For a, it took a while, but we took figured a while. it out. Well, the way that happened is mom or oh, Twyla was cooking we don't, for. We the, don't need we don't need details of how that happened, but. 
how he found out. Oh, how you found out. Okay, gotcha. No, I thought you were going to tell a different story. Go ahead. <laughs> Mom was cooking for the ranch, right? Well, Twyla was cooking Our for Twyla the ranch was, right. for all of, out on the ranch. And Pizzy was there, and he was one that went out to help Aid. Aid got the job was during the Depression. And he went out there and got the job, and then he had Pizzy come out and help him. And, he'd, and they had 20 mule, 20 mule teams that they'd pull, plow right. the rolling hills right. to plant and to pull the thrasher when they would when they thrash and uh so twyla needed help cooking for all the people twyla, yeah they, she fed the whole crew and so she needed help so they wrote to mom and told her you ask her she'd come out and help twyla cook and so that's where she did and that's where i was developed yeah <laughs> well that's enough detail <laughs> <laughs> on that um <clears throat> so you knew all along no. that that no th from a young age you knew the aide was his dad because yeah. the way my dad's told it to us is that he didn't know till a long time after well, that I, we didn't either but i kept saying why does Lindsay keep coming over to our house all the time he's not my brother he's my cousin right so and I was thought I was his cousin for a long time, but then, but then, uh, when he when he who moved was in, told me I can't remember who told me that. I better find out who my father was. When you had to go in the army, they said you better find out who your father is because you're gonna have to know to get in the army. Well, I'd have to serve two two terms in the army. I was being drafted. So well, I, your mom always told you so you can I, ask her anything except for who your dad was, right? That's right. Well, see, we didn't know. I didn't know until... And I didn't know either until uh, until some guy come up, caught me in, in a, out on the street. And, uh, there, and I was being drafted, and he says, you'd better find out who your father was. Or, yeah, who your father was, or you'd be serving twice. You mean your name, your name was? was? Yeah, what my name was. Yeah. And so when I was finding out what my name was, then I found out who my father was. I wrote, I sent. Uh, I thought the sent for I thought the on the birth certificate, certificate didn't the, say who the father was, though. Huh? I thought your birth certificate didn't say who the father was. She didn't. It didn't. Some guy on the street walked up and says, "I better." When he heard that I was getting drafted, he says, "You better find out who your father was. Or you'll be serving twice." And so I wrote. You wrote to California and got your, your got birth certificate. Got a birth certificate mailed to me. And, of course, it's on that birth certificate. I thought it said unknown on there. It does. It does. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, I, we didn't know until he got married. And Mom came home and she was sad because she had to stand in place of your mother at the marriage. She says, oh, I didn't want to do that. And then she told me that well, the circumstances, that's how I found out. And the, you know the funny thing? So I've heard my dad tell that a lot of times, and he said he didn't know until until Aid died or around that time. Mm -hmm. um, and the funny thing about the whole thing is my mom knew since they got married. <laughs> but I guess they never talked about it because, well, why would you talk about it? You, Everyone knows who their father is, right? That's kind of a, it around their age. Right, right. 
so how how was it so at as a teenager my dad moved in with you guys in your house and mm-hmm. was in the tool shed you want was to that, tell you that was that was that weird yeah in just a minute was that was that weird to have him move in like that or was that yeah i says how come he's coming to our house to live but that was it mm-hmm. hmm. what about what about your siblings your other siblings that were there i don't know they don't they probably knew too they probably knew like it, at some point you just started adding up in your head yeah. that this yeah. is when, this when i when i was uh living out in the brush right and twyla told aid he's your responsibility you go home go out there and bring him home and so i got to sleep in the tool shed that's the only place you had had eight kids in that little house eight and kids so, in that two-bedroom so, house <laughs> so and so i uh, three bedrooms sorry and so i he put a cot out there and that's where i slept and he had a big old wool armory quilt hanging in the in there and when it got cold in the wintertime, that army, army coat, big wool army coat, come off and was one of my quilts. <laughs> so once once uh, my dad moved in with you guys, then you guys did a lot of stuff together at that point mm-hmm. as, as kids. What were some of the things that you guys, the shenanigans you guys got into? Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> I what? want you to incriminate yourselves. Uh, 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 <laughs> I don't. What can we say? We was always in trouble, weren't we, Lindsay? Always doing something crazy. Well, all the neighbors thought we were bad Indians. <laughs> yeah, we got lots of yelling at, so they didn't like us. We we cheesed the oh Deckers. <laughs> well, the one thing about it, our cousins were the Barkers. Mm-hmm. And the Barkers had a reputation in town that they stole from everybody. And we were their, co- they, they were our cousins. And so, so you must we, be the same. So we got the same <laughs> label. Right, right. Wasn't there a clever name for you? It's always stick. Dirty Aid or something like that. The... Hmm. I thought last time we were talking you mentioned uh Troublesome aid or something. I don't know. I can't remember what you, what you called yourselves. The naughty nine. Naughty nine. The naughty nine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. He called us that after <laughs> <laughs> later on. <laughs> but I tell you, I felt so sorry for my mother. I've felt so sorry ever since then. She was yelled at every day by a neighbor because we'd done something bad. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't realize that until you become a parent. <laughs> How, how awful that actually is. But she made up for it when they, when the bishop made her the Relief Society president, and she would visit every sister that was in the Relief Society. And, and the whole, all the sisters in, the, in our ward looked up to her. She was so, she, 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 she was a woman that did have no guile. No, nope, she didn't. She didn't. She never accused anybody, and she would always give them the benefit of the doubt. Everybody. She That's probably really never accuse anybody because she's. They've. She was always having her kids accused of everything. <laughs> probably. No, no, she was a gang- gangster when she grew up. She knew exactly what. What did, what did, uh, 
what did they say about Twyla? Uh, that Aid Aid married Twyla because it was the only person you couldn't beat up or something. That's right. She was strong. She was. She was. They had. When they when when he met her, he couldn't whip her, so he married her. <laughs> That's the story in the house. Right. Well, see, her dad died, and my her mother married another man. And there was five girls, and they had, and Stanley Steele was the young baby. So they took mom and put her in the field, and she rode the horse. She loved horses. Rode the horses and did all the field work and never learned how to do housework. Mm. So when they got married, mom made dad a birthday cake. And when he came home, he took, took the icing off the cake. It was so thick and hung it on the, the wall outside the house. And it took a week for it to stretch down to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the cake was so hard he couldn't eat it. <laughs> but by the time you guys came around, she was a good cook, though, right? Oh, she very learned. good cook. Wouldn't you end up being a cook out in California? Yeah. Right. That she has. learned to cook, and then that's where Mom learned to cook, because Twyla needed help, so Mom went out to help her. Right. And then when I was born, I was two years old, she wanted to come back to Delta, so she... I remember, I was only two, and I remember Aide lifting me up in, right. in the train to come home. But the bad part when I got home in the winter. Yeah, it was cold. <laughs> <laughs> so. Rode back to out Sutherland with my feet out, in the, out of the, wrapped up. What were some of the things you guys did as teenagers to get in trouble? Or for fun? We might not be able to tell you because we might get in trouble. <laughs> not now. Every everyone that would get in, that you'd get in trouble by is gone at this point. <laughs> well, I'm, this is more about Lindsay. I shouldn't tell you. No, go ahead. I used to sneaked over to Aunt Alice's house, and I thought they always have money and candy. I'm going to get some, so I sneaked upstairs. I got up the top of the stairs and. Guess what? They're in bed sleeping. <laughs> they slept upstairs? Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, there's only two rooms downstairs, kitchen and the front room. <laughs> no, that, oh, that's an, that, that was an addition, wasn't it? Where her bedroom was, that was an addition. Yeah, yeah. So they slept upstairs because the only, she always slept in that back bedroom. You well, go to back by the bathroom and then you, and then you turn right and then her bedroom's back there. But that was an addition. When I was w in high school and I was working wow. in shop, I was making me a gun cabinet, and I didn't get it finished. So I took it over to Alice, and I said, can you store this for me? And so she carried it up and put it upstairs in the up in the attic. Right, and, which was the and bedroom that, back and then. That, and since she's been gone, since Kenny died and Alice died, I've been wanting to go up there and see if that's still there. Probably is. And I, well, I've had several people living in it since then. Mm -hmm. I don't think anyone's lived in it since then. No, several have. Have they? Mm -hmm. Hmm. It might not be there. So I don't know whether it's still there, but I'd sure like to find out. I was always scared to go upstairs. It was always spooky. I didn't, never knew where the light was. Well, I'm real steep stairs. Yes, too. they are. Up just like that. It's like it's you like you're, you have to have a rail to hang on to <laughs> climb those stairs. You start getting lightheaded, bloody noses and stuff like that. You get to the top. Well, you know, we used to spend all our time playing in the grease woods, making forts and playing cowboys and Indians. And one time we made a, a carnival in the backyard with old boards and and 
try, charge the neighbor kids a nickel to have a ride. That's the things we did, wasn't it, Lindsay? Yeah, well, when, I, when Uncle Stan <laughs> got married and moved down in Uncle Claude's old home, uh, Hal built a, uh, a mag uh, Ferris wheel? Ferris wheel, yeah. Ferris wheel. This is what we just seat on each end, and he hooked it up to these big. We had big poles. Mm -hmm. Hooked up that, and then he'd spin you on it. There was always. Uh, I remember when I was a kid. There was always um, like farm, like I don't know, chicken coops and all that at Grandpa's house. Of course. Did you? Was that actually working when you guys were kids? Of course, I was when they had to tend the chickens. What else? What else was there there besides chickens? Cows and horses and pigs. Yeah, we we'd all all he'd always raise a pig, butcher it there. Yeah. Build a pep, uh, uh, table up off the ground. Yeah. And then he'd tip a, a fifty-gallon drum on an angle, set it on blocks, and tip it up to that. La platter, the pattern of the thing that he built, and then he butchered the pig, uh, up on, uh, put it on that thing, and then he'd build a fire underneath that 50 gallon drum till the water started boiling, and he'd dip the, oh, dip the pig in to get the pull it back out and then scrape it. Yeah, we had to scrape the hair off. And then he'd put, and then he'd hang it up in on the. He had a pole off off the end of the chicken coop hanging out there, and then he'd hang it up on that pole and butcher it, cut it up. Hang it on the end of. And then he sat When he'd go deer hunting, we'd bring deer and hang them on there and butcher them, cut them up. Did he did he raise the pig and to slaughter it because it was cheaper than buying the meat? Yes. Well, that's uh, everybody done that. That that that's turned the depression. And the, and the same the same thing with chickens. Had chickens, so that eggs were cheaper. It was cheaper to raise chickens than it well, was to buy eggs. Well, that's he got money. He he had cows, and he'd take the Milk, cream up to the creamery and sell it. And uh, so it was an income. It was a source of income. He had a separator, so mm. he could separate. So the some of the cream he could make cheese himself. For, for the family. Or butter or whatever, mm -hmm. right? And what the cream was left over, he'd take it down to the creamery and sell it so he could take that money and... and buy feed or whatever he needed yeah, to. Yeah, buy pig feed or or barley or, or rolled oats or something to feed the right. animals. Mm -hmm. Hay, buy what, hay. What did he do for work other than that? Well, he drove heavy equipment, mostly caterpillars. Well, he, had, he was limited because he only had one eye. Mm -hmm. So he had to take what he could get. So he right. got caterpillars and yeah, heavy he, equipment. When he was when he was ten years old, he shot his eye out. That reminds me of you. So well, that's that's why I think I want to get one out of this. I had amblyopia in one eye, and I blamed it on Aid because he only had one eye. <laughs> 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 of course, that's the way kids think. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I always used to think of Lindsay. He always had keys, and he could get us in the high school. You thought those were keys? Well, he had 
keys, we could go in the high school and we could go in all no, these different places. No, I just places. pick the locks. Fix the lock. He'd tell you they're keys. Take, it was his I pocket knife. I'd knife and pry the <laughs> Yeah. That was his key, lock. a pocket knife. Now you know why he always carried one. We used to be, I get so scared of be sneaking in the high school after everybody's gone home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I go, go in there and pick the, where they sold the candy and stuff. And they also kept lunch, lunch tickets in there. And I'd go in once a week and take a week lunch ticket so I could be, have dinner. So you school. could eat lunch every day? Yeah, he was living on the street, so he had right. to somebody to survive. So. And I got a job working for a poster. And I, when I wasn't working, when, when he'd close up at night, I'd pick the log and go in there and sleep in the couches. I had to tear the couches apart, but when the, the ones that weren't tore apart yet, that was a place to sleep. Yeah. Better beat sleeping, it beats he, sleeping uh, on the street, I, right? When he'd come, sometimes he'd come in at night to check something or to get something. When I hear that lock clicking, man, I'd jump, go back in the, because that was an old bank, and the back back of it was just a big cement, a big, back of it was a. Like a vault or something? Cement vault, yeah, mm -hmm. but didn't have no doors on it. I and mean, he had, and he had all these old couches that he hadn't got, we hadn't tore apart yet. Was in there, so when he'd come in the front door at night to get something, I'd go back in that old vault and hide amongst the couches. <laughs> Wait until he left. Or I'd sleep all there all night long. Just, if he come in, he never found me. What would have happened if he would have caught you in there? Lost I'd your job. I probably lost my job. It's a good thing he didn't catch you then. And that's the only money he had to buy food to eat to live. Right. So. And to go to school and all that. Mm-hmm. So. So what are some of your memories growing up, Pat? Well, we had lots of camping trips. Went to Oak City Canyon and every week almost and camped. And and uh, I remember Mom picking up. That was a work weekly thing to go up in the canyon. Take our big old grub box and go up the canyon with our mattresses off her bed and our sleeping bags and stay for a week. All summer long. <laughs> yeah, so you guys would go camping all yeah, the time. Yeah, for Dad would stay, go down each day and work, and then he'd come back at night and stay. And we could go on any of the mountains. We, as long as we reported back, we just had the whole canyon go fishing. to ourselves. That was up in the Ponderosas, right? Where you guys had camp? Oh, we took different places every time we go up there. And Lindsay and Donald would ride their bikes up there <laughs> to camp with us a lot of times. And that was scary. Don's bike didn't have brakes on. He had an old English bike and a big long one. And we started, to go, we rode up there and we kind of ride and tied. We'd one would ride up ahead and then he'd park the bike and start walking the other and would ride up and past him and Parked the bike and started walking, and then the other guy get the other bike, and it just ride and tie. Was it one bike or two bikes? Two bikes. We both had a bike, but it was a steep. We we was young, and we oh, I was I was pedaling him. That's why I was. We were team, tied together, double teaming, going up the hill. Mm. And I bet you he sat in the back without pedaling, because that's exactly what I would do. No, we'd take turns. <laughs> we, we we tried to pedal up there, and it was just too steep, so we'd. 
like say we'd ride in Taiwan and ride the ways and park the bike and just keep walking and the other get on the bike and ride up past him and park the bike and then he'd start walking and that's how we got up in the canyon. You rode all the way from Delta all the way up to Oak City. Yeah. Oak City Canyon, nonetheless, which is yes. even a, a bigger hike. The riding tie was going up the canyon, and oh. that's before they ever oiled the roads, and they big old boulders you'd have to dodge <laughs> when you come out of there. And Don's bike didn't have any brakes on it. <laughs> you'd take off and start down there, and he, he couldn't slow down, and I'd ride the brake and dodge all the rocks. You'd be behind, tied behind him to slow him down? Use your brake or no? Well, I he was just my gone. Brakes. I didn't dare get going that fast. <laughs> he didn't have a choice. Dodged in the rocks, <laughs> and he couldn't do nothing about it. He dodged just like he didn't crash and kill himself. <laughs> so, Pat, did you do much? I know Grandpa and my dad and all the boys did a lot of hunting. Did you hunt with them? Never. 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 I got to stay home, take care of the little kids. Mm. Kona went a lot with them. Right. Yeah, I, Kona reminds me a lot of of how I remember Twyla. Yeah, she was. She was. She was almost a, like a like a tomboy, almost like just. Yeah, she, she was a to tomboy. Do. She was rather be a boy. She, dad, she'd go with dad and, and the boys and haul gravel and everything else. She didn't like staying home, helping in the kitchen. She right. would help them thrash. She was haul the hay. She was all, uh, just a boy herself. She had quite a few boys that wanted to go with her, but she wouldn't have anything to do with them. Nope. She was a tomboy, and that was it. Mm. Till she got older. Who that, was that guy that she? Dwayne. Huh? Dwayne. <clears throat> they came down. That's who, to, who she married, but yeah. before that, when you were still in high school. Oh, yeah, she, she had a high school boy that asked her out a few times, yeah. Huh? Yeah, she had a high school boy that asked her out a few times. Yeah. It was a Billings, wasn't it? I don't know. I can't remember either. Anyway, she was more a boy than she was a girl. Did you guys do much farming, like as far as like yes. actually on a farm, like yes. with doing alfalfa and what have you? Yeah, Kona and Q used to run the rakes and the mowers. Well, did did Aid have, have property? Aid rented a farm. Oh, and he raised his hay to feed the cattle. And so it was for just for his. He raised it and then he'd bale it and then he'd haul it in. Well, you don't know it was dump raked, and then we'd load up wagons and. And Kenny, who was all Kenny'd always come over to help us, and uh, and uh, and Alice's, Alice's son. boy, he'd he run around with us, and so he was a big heavy kid, so we'd have him tromping, <laughs> and we'd w carry forks and walk alongside the the trailer, and, and throw the throw it in hay up on the trailer. We had two horses pulling the trailer, and so he'd tromp, and we'd keep it going. Oh, we had a, they'd had fixed up an old uh, tractor, case tractor that he finally got running and so he'd use that and it had a, oh, it was a John Deere tractor that he got running and and it had a, we used to call it a Poppin' Johnny. Yeah, pacha, pacha, pacha. <laughs> had a single, 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 <laughs> single cylinder. And never yeah <laughs> and and of course when you when you kick that it had a clutch on it and when you kick that clutch that old tractor jumped like that and 
jerked that trailer. And Kenny would be up on there tromping that hay in, and when it jerked, he'd go off the back <laughs> and light it, light it in, in the field. <laughs> so we'd have to stall him, get him back up on the trailer so he could tromp. <laughs> Pat, did you ever go and help on the farm, or would you stay at home? Yeah, my dad tried. I used to tromp, and then dad says, well, I think you're old enough to drive the truck. So he got me in the truck, but I was too short for the clutch. For the clutch. And I let it out too quick and chow, chow, throwing everybody off the truck. <laughs> he said, well, I don't think that's going to work. <laughs> <laughs> so we had the I car never, had the clutches, too, and I could never drive the car until I was 17. Couldn't I get my license. I used to haul gravel for people that were doing yeah. cement work. He'd haul gravel to the places where they were cementing, running, because everything was done by hand with shovels and a cement mixer. wasn't automatic in those days. And so he'd have Leaf and me and Q go down out and clear up to the foothills in the uh, uh, by Oak City, and haul and load them, load his dump. It was a flatbed dump truck. No signs on it. And so we'd go out there and load that. And Leaf got to drive the truck. Q and I'd sit on the back. And Aid seen this a couple of times coming in town with a load of load of gravel. And so it was real fun. We'd stand there and see who. How many signs we could hit with a with a rock as we was driving as Leaf was driving downtown. Eighteen is one day, and he said, "I wish you would know wouldn't throw half the gravel off before he got home." <laughs> <laughs> we tried to hit those signs, and we got so we could hit them pretty good. Know how to lead to throw throw the rock as we go coming up the road. Even with that bad eye. <clears throat> well. If you know where you, you can see it at all, you just show at it. <laughs> but we got so we could lead it so we could hit him. But I remember we he had old Snip. You remember old Snip? Oh, yeah. We had him, and Q just loved to ride that horse. And so and when it was time to haul the hay, we'd have to go up to Mouth the Canyon to, to Pizzy's place. To ride the horse down. You didn't have a horse trailer? No, we rode it in. No, I I heard that you rode it in. I'm, I'm just and the and the cow. We'd always take the cows up there when we dry them out till they calved, and then mm -hmm. we'd drive them back. We had an old cow named Pet, and when we have to ride, when we have to take the cow up to the farm, Q and I hang onto her tail. She'd drag us right up the trail and never, never stop, and we'd just hang on. <laughs> it was about two miles from Oak City up into the canyon at Cliff or Jack uh, Pizzy's Pizzy. place, <laughs> right, right the mouth of the canyon. Didn't someone catch a, a crow there and teach it to talk at Pizzy's? No. Dad caught a blackbird down. Well, they got... Caught a crow too. Yeah, and it, I went and got a crow. And you split their tongue because I robbed her nest. Tongue tied. Mm -hmm. Then they started I robbed talking. her nest and it had a, had three little crows in it. <coughs> two of them died, and I and they'd cut underneath the tongue of the third one, and and uh, he hung around there, and, and and the only words he really learned was swear words. <laughs> 
don't know where he got them. But. Uncle Pizzy would come down and help Dad on the truck, fix the truck, and he'd be swearing all the time. And So one time the bishop came over to see Dad, and they were sitting out in the yard on a rock, and this bird hops up on the bishop's knee, and he started swearing and swearing at the bishop. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that, that crow... It was a magpie we had. I mean, well, he had a crow, too, uh -huh. taught it to talk. And and then all about all those it uses swear words and and anybody that come up the front yard and start starting the the sidewalk and that crow would jump on their feet and cuss them all the way to the house. <laughs> That's funny. That's interesting. It's interesting that uh, that. The bird learned how to, to talk. Who oh, turned the air conditioner on? It went off. It's got the heat on. Turn the air conditioner. Um, yeah. Any, any other memories from uh, growing up? Well, we had the big big bonfire, didn't we? In the backyard. Yeah. When you go up to Oak City, one one of my one of my memories up there is every summer. We so we didn't have air conditioners then not even fans and so every year when it's time for cat bottling George would take mom up to the canyon and of course they had they had stoves set on a cement block with the chimney on and so we'd camp in one of those get in one of those camps and uh, dad dad would leave me and mom and my dog up there I had a German shepherd dog and he loved to chase deer for me, so we'd always chase deer all over that canyon. <laughs> They'd be hiding in the bushes or in the oak patches close to the camps. And so the dog, he'd have to go through all those oak patches, and if he got a deer coming out, then we had fun, me and that dog. <laughs> and Mom would be up there canning fruit. George would come up with every evening and stop in Oak City and buy several uh, bushels of different fruit, cherries and peaches and apricots, stuff like that, and leave mom up there all summer canning it. And that was before air conditioning and you about had to be up there in the summertime. Man, it was hot down in Delta. Didn't have many trees. Mm -hmm. Still doesn't. In fact, they couldn't get trees to grow there for a long time because the alkali in the ground was just a, just a foot or two under the ground. Water was, and it was all alkali. And when them roots had hit that alkali water, kill water, any tree there. Only thing that could grow was tamaracks, and so everybody had tamaracks all over it, around Dela. Tamaracks and greasewoods. That's it. They finally got found one tree that would work. We had them all around our house. Yeah. <laughs> well, when you watered it enough, it drive, drove the alkali down enough that the trees would grow. But you'd have to soak the you'd have to soak the ground for weeks even to get a hay to grow. <laughs> you'd flood it and had dikes in it and flood it and and just keep it flooded for a couple of weeks before you plant it. And then you'd have to let it dry out to plant it because if you didn't flood it and drive that alkali down. You couldn't get nothing, nothing, nothing to grow. 
couldn't get any hay to grow. So it took a lot of de development for those pioneers to get make Delta a place to live. And they dug they dug uh, drains up all up and down all the streets, and when they finally got got things going, then they'd put culverts and then cover them over with a drain, and then it drained out out in the out out of town somewhere somewhere out of town, right? They dug these big deep deep hole drains, a big hole like a big deep ditch, and that's where it all come drain into that. Yeah, we used to go down along those drains that were open drains, out in the out in the farmland, and they'd have big old carp about that big swimming around them, and the drain was only about that deep of water. We got there, there twenty twos, and see how many we could kill. <laughs> Tell me about the flumes. What do you guys remember about that as kids? A lot of fun. Explain what it is. No one knows what a flume is. Lindsay can do that. Well, they had a big canal that cut, went from uh, the reservoir in Delta that went out into Sutherland. And between there was a severe river. And so they put big stilts, uh, tubes across half the river. Of, half of pipes yeah and they, they half of a culvert they framed yeah. it up and then they put it as a half they cut a big tube and have it in half and then across the top they'd put the four before ever about, about that far all the way across there about two feet and when you go out to the flumes you when I we them kids the older kids would go out the flumes to swim in them you get into one side man it was fun because that, that metal, it gets slick, and you could just slide through there so fun. And when you get to the, to the end where it come out, it had had two pipes, so that it'd come out like that. And you create an eddy. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't there headgates at the end, too, that you'd huh? go through? Wasn't there a headgate at the end also that you would go through, or no? No. You just you just got ready, and when you got next to the end, you just as you got to the end, you'd stand up and dive out into the pond because because mm -hmm. it would it, suck it, you in otherwise. Water would come out through that tube; it washed a big hole, and that was a good swimming hole. <laughs> and so mm -hmm. you'd dive out into that. Trust him to find it. Yeah. <laughs> any 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 place where there's a big hole, yeah. big water hole. That's right. <laughs> so would you guys go there often? To the flumes, yeah. I about lost one of my kids out there. I went out and I wanted to swim, and 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 I couldn't swim at no. the time, and so I thought, you, well, I'll, you could swim, and so could Luke. Yeah, but I mean, I, I couldn't swim that day. Oh, I was out there studying. I had a priesthood lessons to teach, and so I took my lesson out that day because the next day was church. And, and I took Luke out with me, and he was fascinated with water, but he couldn't swim either. <laughs> he could swim. He just couldn't swim very well. Because well, he was going through the flumes that day, you said. No, he was sitting on the bank, and I was and I was sitting on the bank with him stuttering, studying. And uh, there's a lady come with her son, 
and we went down. We we walked through there. They had a they nailed them tuba sixes along them four by fours, so we wouldn't fall between them. You didn't have to miss one of those boards. It was like a path then. Yeah, yeah. so we could get across there. So I went on that other side, and I let Luke get in that water in the other side there because it had a big curl and it just bring you into the middle. Right. And so I was sitting there doing my, studying my priesthood lesson and and some lady brought her son out there and just let him go in. And he went through the flume all right, but he when he got out in the flume, he hit that The, the eddy, right. And so he grabbed Luke, uh, Luke. Luke could swim, but not very good. And he grabbed Luke to keep him drowning himself because the woman, the woman she didn't know, didn't didn't know how to get him out. She kept hollering at me to help her. And then then I was figuring that was her responsibility. I'm not going to worry about her. I've got to worry about myself. Get my lesson done and watch Luke. And that kid grabbed onto Luke, and he almost drowned him. And I thought, maybe I better go in and get him. So I dove in, closed and all, and pulled them both out. She was so happy that I pulled them out. But it was. It's a good it thing you didn't something. have cell phones back then. Uh-huh. It's a good thing there was no cell phones back then. It would have been ruined. Indoor plumbing was a luxury. <laughs> We had, I remember when Pertner all the town got phoned. And, they, and I remember when when George went and paid for one of them, and we had it in our house, but it was, it was in a wood box, mm-hmm. and he hung it up on the wall, and he crank it three mm-hmm. times, mm-hmm. and it was, a, the whole neighborhood had the same wire, and they'd all listen to you, whatever you said. <laughs> You could just hear click, click, and when you hear that click, click, would you please hang up? I'm on the phone. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, that's been fun talking about that. I think we're going to end it there. Thanks. I appreciate it. So I'm getting this podcast up a little late. Uh, unfortunately, um, a few days after I recorded this episode, uh, my aunt had passed away. So uh, I'm getting this up now, and I just want to tell the family thanks for uh, let me do that with her. And uh, really had a good time uh, recording it. So uh, please uh, go to uh, Anchor and leave a message if you'd like. Uh, you can leave a, a voice message there. And I will listen to it and uh, it possibly can make it in an episode. So go ahead and do that. And uh, please stay tuned for my next episode, which will be with uh, an uncle of mine and my father. So stay tuned for that. Bye.